Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we are reco- we're covering, uh, my mouth isn't working today because I'm so excited, um, all of those amazing reality shows that only had one season. Um, today, we are going to be starting our series on Mexican dynasties because as sad as I am that it was canceled, it means that we get to cover it. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Bradbeck. Um, oh, let's, should we pull this all closer? Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's get started. Um, we're gonna, I'll do a little, there's not a ton of, um, Twitter cleanup to do. Um, I can't remember if I did this last time, because it would have been the day we recorded, but Chris M. Maskewin tweeted us and said that he's in Brooklyn, and no hot uncles, but he found the tequila there as well. I think maybe we did tell that last time. And then Fashion Grunge tweeted us and said, please do Gallery Girls next. So we hear you, Fashion Grunge, and we are going to do it after this. Yes. So we just wanted to give a little bit of break. Somebody else did it, like, not that long ago, so we wanted to give at least a year in between. So by the time we're done with this, Gallery Girls is for sure the next on our list. And then... The ne- all the next Twitter deals with Mare's big revelation that she found out, so I will let you discuss that. So, well, I would like to apologize first and foremost that it wasn't in our last episode. I was so excited to have found it and deeply ashamed. So, not only was I Instagramming late the picture of Tosh, but this came out in a simple image search for a picture of Tosh. So I'm surprised that I didn't catch it. So not only did Tosh move on, Tosh Berman this is, move on from doing nightclubs and do Toka Madeira because he was sued by his partners for fraud and embezzlement. (laughs) So that's a big takeaway. Um, And that's why he left AV Nightclub. He also dated Jade Nicole of Hills fame for quite a while. Which totally tracks. Totally tracks for years. Um, The nightclub has since closed. Now he's done Toka Madeira. And then this article that I tweeted, he woke up one morning and found a dead man in his pool. Someone had drowned and died in his pool. Yeah. So there was a lot we missed. <laughs> I, I, I won't throw Frank under the bus with <laughs> um, So I'm very sorry I didn't raise this to our attention sooner. His wild file was even more interesting than I thought. And this all happened five years ago. So 2015. And when was Jade on the Hills originally? Oh, well, let's see. The Hills started in 20, or 2009, right? Yeah. And she so was toward was like, the end. Towards the end. So probably like 2011, 12, 13, something like that. She she may have moved from Brody to Tosh. Yeah. And I would like to commend her on her physical taste in men. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My God. Yeah. I mean, I know nothing about them personally, but those are two beautiful men. Yeah, so, she's getting it. Yeah, kudos, Jade. Um, but yeah, do some more deep diving of your own if you want. And I will be profiling someone from Mexican dynasties next time. You know, there was a lot to take in here. So now, (laughs) so I'll do it for the next episode. Amazing. So, um, let's dive right in. Um, this is probably going to be a shorter episode because the first episode of the show was just a basic introduction to all of the characters. Yeah. Um, and we should let you guys know up front, um, that I watched this previously and loved it. Meredith did not. So this is our first viewing for her. I don't think we've done a show that I've seen and you haven't. We haven't. Gallery Girls will be the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't watch Mexican Dynasties. You told me to at the time. Um, but we're getting to it now. Yeah. And And it's really interesting because I've been enjoying like your takes on people because a lot of them were my takes in the beginning too. And my thoughts changed by the end of the series. So it's, it's fun to watch. And did it originally air last year or the year before? Last year. 
Okay. 2019. That's a bummer it wasn't renewed. I know. I don't understand Bravo's thought process sometimes. Like, what they renew and what they don't. And, like, what they're bringing back. Like... I mean, it's got to all be numbers related. I'm... But, see, Mexican Dynasty is, as far as I know... Like, I know a lot of people that watched it and the online buzz was... Um, people loved it. Yeah. So, I'm surprised. The only thing that I can think of, and you're going to come up with this when you do some of um, your margarita minutes... Yeah. Um, is that um, most of them don't actually live in Mexico. Oh. Uh. Um, like the, and we'll, we'll, we can talk about it when we go through. I did but, catch that a little in this episode. Yeah. Okay. Like a lot of them returned to Mexico to film the yes. show. Like they are Mexican and Three of there. them said that. Yeah. Okay. But it's actually more. But yeah, so I that may be part of the issue. Interesting. Okay. Um, so, you know, we open with this, you know, kind of profile of Mexico City and then you intro, they introduce each family or dynasty mm-hmm. and there are three right main families in the show there's the um oh well first we should say the episode is called dynasties dinero and dysfunction okay episode yeah. one and and yes there's apologies three. in advance i do not speak spanish i took french my accent will be for shit very sorry um but there uh is the allende family basudo and madrazo correct okay um so I think we should just dive right into the first scene with Fernando and his wife, Mari. Mari. Yeah. And we see their penthouse and they are waking up for the day at 12.53 p.m. Which is early for them. It is early for them. You will, that is a theme throughout the show. Yes. And that are the loves of my life. I love that they like <laughs> love to sleep till like two in the afternoon. Yes. They had the maid wake them up early because they are doing an earthquake test in their building. Yes. And they wanted, you know, 20 minutes to prepare for it or something like that. Um, Poor Mari without makeup. Oh, boy. Yeah, she is not a looker. Um, She definitely, when they show, you'll later on you'll see pictures of when she was younger. And she definitely had kind of like a, like a flower child hippie. Yeah. Sort of horse face, unfortunately, vibe to her. Yeah. Um, but she's had a little bit of unfortunate plastic surgery and, um, yeah, just doesn't look great. But she also, I will give her credit and you will see this throughout the series. She shows up makeup free a lot. I was going to say. A I, lot. She rolled right over and there was not a stitch on Yeah. She, she is not someone who is like concerned about that. And I like, I like that aspect of it in terms of the truth of reality. Like everyone else, you know, on Reed's reality shows when they wake up have, Probably had a full makeup artist come over, put on their makeup, and then pretended to go to sleep. That is not Mari. She is just, like, rolling out of bed, no makeup, ready to go. Right. She did, however, mess up her neck by wearing that giant necklace and sleeping in it. Yeah. So, let's also talk about that. So, she's sleeping in all of her jewelry as part of her earthquake test prep. Yes. Because... She knows that if there is another bad earthquake and they ever wake up to disaster, she can use her jewelry to barter. To barter, yes. <laughs> um, so that is the ultimate preparedness. Yeah. I mean, so... That and her estrogen drops. So she can yes. still be horny. Yeah. And her husband commends her for remembering that. And they have two sons, and we meet one pretty quickly. Um, and Adon. Yeah, their names are very similar. I'm going to mess that up it's, a lot. You, it took me probably like half the season to get it right myself. But it's Adon and Alon. Yeah. I, yeah. Adon is 27. Alon is 30. Yes. Adon is the one who lives at home. And, oh boy. Yeah. He made quite a reality TV show <laughs> debut. Um, so, 
he lives with his parents and they say that they refer to themselves as the tripod. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because they are all about him. He snuggles with him. They, they all snuggle. They're very physically affectionate with him. They treat him like he's a toddler. I think part of the reason that I'm not as traumatized by the way Doris treats little Frankie on New Jersey is because I'd already witnessed this show. And like, Adon, 100%, I think if it was legal, he and his parents would be having threesomes all the time. Like, it is... It's a lot. Gross. It's a lot. Yeah. So that, I already had that reference. So Dolores' love for Frankie, like, doesn't traumatize me as much. Right. Um, Well, so I don't watch New Jersey, but I've seen, like, I know who they are. Well, and you, I'm sure you've heard on the podcast that everyone's like, why don't they just fuck already? You know, Doris wants to fuck her son. Like, that, like, everyone says that. So this is that to the ninth degree. Yeah. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. So... The other thing I was going to say is that Adon looks exactly like Tyler from Laguna Beach. And I know you didn't watch that, so I was looking for a photo of Tyler. And here you go. You can see him. He was actually in an episode of the first season of The Hills at Jason's birthday party. He's the one next to Jason. Similar. Similar. Yeah. I just... Yeah, when I, I saw see him, it. I said similar. Yeah. I'm really curious to watch your Adon journey because I hated Adon when I first started watching this series, but by the end, I, like, he just won me over and I fell in love with him. Like, he's ridiculous. Like, he's just ridiculous, but he's ridiculous with a good heart and it's, you'll just, I'm I'm curious to see what conclusions you come to with with him. So I will say this episode is very tough for me when it comes to Adon and we can talk about it more lately later. Um, but he may grow on me, you know, like some people just make good TV. Like, oh, he's great TV. Right. Like Kim Zosiak, I feel like as a person would drive me insane, but do I like watching her on TV pound horrible Chardonnay out of her solo cups? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, so back to this earthquake drill, um, So, Fernando, it is important to note, is the David Cassidy of Mexico. Yes. So, he was kind of like a young heartthrob back in his day, and Mari was, and still is, I guess, his manager. Correct. She's his manager, and she is Adon's manager. Right. And so, they go through this earthquake drill, and they're deciding, like, which of their prized possessions they're going to take down the stairs, but they're in the penthouse, so they've got a long way to go. 20 floors. So they're all walking at a snail's pace because it's not real. And by the time they get outside, the earthquake drills over. Um, and th- there was a lot of arguing because Mari wanted to wear her kitten heel slippers. And yes. they're like, no, you've got to wear flats. Um, and let's not forget um, Chico the housekeeper. Because Chio. She, Chio, Chio. Because she is a star. So all of the housekeepers are going to be my favorite. I can... I can call that in the air right now. And when the mother, when Mari was walking so slow, Nando turned around and said, Chio, push her. (laughs) Um, She's the best. Love her already. So then we meet Raquel. And she is of the Basudo family. Correct. And her husband, Leon, was the founder of Haritos Soda, which is bomb we should walk to the corner bodega. i've never had one so oh, yeah my. we'll have to i'll have to we'll have to get one one time Let, let's go to the bodega and get it right now um he recently passed away leon 
They, it seems that he passed away like three weeks That's before what they said. filming started. But as we learn later in this episode, they say that, you know, in Mexican culture, death is handled very differently and it's not always this great tragedy and that, you know, they try and move forward and celebrate a life and kind of um, grieve in a happy way, which is actually really cool. Well, and also on that note, he was ill for a long time. Yes. Like it wasn't yeah. a sudden death and he, um, I believe was very old. Yes. He looked significantly older than her. He, for sure he was at least yeah. 10 years older than her. So he had to be in his mid eighties. Yeah. And, uh, they were together for 55 years when yeah. he passed away. That, that made me a little misty. Misty, but also kind of traumatizing that they got together when she was 16. I know. 55 years with one person, though? Yeah. That's crazy. I feel um, like that was probably her only dick. Yeah, probably. Ever. Yeah. I guess Marty kind of alluded to that later, but yeah. Raquel doesn't seem like she's up for a lot of... <laughs> a lot of no. dick and getting dirty, No, 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 no. She's not. not. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure she just lays there and thinks of the queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, checks her face when she can. <laughs> um, so Raquel is the Joan Rivers of Mexico. So she... Not that she's a comedian. Right. She's not a comedian, but she's on a famous Mexican show, sort of like Fashion Police. Exactly, yeah. Um, and she is a stunningly beautiful woman. And if I remember correctly, I think she may also has like a makeup line. Like she's got yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, very pretty. Gorgeous. And... I mean, talk about good plastic surgery. Like she's got great plastic surgery. Yeah, let's talk about that because most people on the show don't. Correct. <laughs> but... Raquel does. Well, I feel like when you say most people on the show, it's pretty much just the Allende's. Yeah, it's bad. It's just Fernando and um, uh, Paulina, Mari. Paulina has a weird thing with her chin. I know. Oh, I'll have to pay attention. I'll have um, to look and see. Oh, the other thing I forgot to say about um, Fernando when we first started is, very interesting choice, and you're going to see this throughout the series when they show flashback photos, that he colored his hair for this show, I think. Hmm. Because it was white. Like, they, they show the old photos, and he has white hair. Snow white hair. I would almost prefer him with white hair. I think he looks better with it, but, like, I've, I I'm not, don't know if he colored it just for the show, or if he was just like, I want to look younger, or whatever. Yeah. But it's very interesting to me that they would release family photos to be like, this is flashback stuff with him with white hair. you think they'd be like, no. Oh, yeah. Huh. I forgot to, yeah, I didn't catch that at first. You will through it, because they do it a lot. So with, as we watch them, you'll know, yeah. you'll be like, oh my gosh. Interesting. So I think the thing about Raquel's plastic surgery and why she's so pretty is that she hasn't gone too far. Like she has a good amount, but she still looks like a woman of age, yeah. just not of her actual age. But like you can see that she's got some lines and like some other stuff. But I would say if I saw her on the street, I would think she was at least 10 years younger. But she's not trying to look like 25 years younger. Well, and she didn't, she stayed away from her cheeks, which is smart. And right. she stayed away from her lips, which yeah. is smart. Like I think that she had a lot of times with these people, I think the problem is they go, like she probably had, a, she's probably had a couple facelifts. Yeah. Probably very mild, like nip tuck stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that's a better way to go than starting with all kinds of injectables because you can do it overboard with the injectables while thinking I'm not going to get a facelift and you actually look worse than if you just gotten the facelift. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and her daughter Doris mm -hmm. has come back to Mexico from Beverly Hills to help her mom adjust after losing her husband. And her Doris father. is Raquel's manager. Yeah. And she's also a manager. I believe that's why she's in Beverly Hills because she manages. Yep. Uh, actors, singers, whatever. Yeah. And Raquel is known as the weight police. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so Is she ever? She I want her does, to come move in with me. She does nothing but food shame and fat shame. Yep. And her daughter is very pretty. Not as pretty as her. I, I think that this is going to be real controversial, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for it. But I think that she's probably taking out her disappointment in the fact that her daughter is not as pretty as her on the only part of her body she really can. Because I feel like deep down she really wants to be like, get a nose job! And, you know... I. I feel like that's the case. I don't think that's Doris is not ugly, but she's just... I mean, her mother is stunning. Yeah. And she's not stunning. Right. Yeah. No, I I, I think that tracks. Yeah. I don't think it's that controversial. You're saying it's her, not you. Yeah. But she... Her daughter could not put a piece of food in her mouth without Raquel saying something. And they do that great montage where she's, like, making her work out and, like squeezing her stomach and like yelling at her for eating Doritos in the confessional. (laughs) She literally like grabbed her like muffin and like pinched it. I will say this though, that as toxic as that can be, and for a younger child, you could definitely drive someone into an eating disorder or all kinds of terrible stuff. However she was raised, I mean, who knows? Maybe her father balanced it out. Doris seems to handle it great. I know. She laughs about it. She's just like, whatever mom, I'm going to eat whatever I want. Like, yeah. I think it's kind of nice that she handles it that way. And that's what makes it funny. Like, if if this had driven her to something terrible, it would not be funny. But because she has a good sense of humor about it, we can have a good sense of humor. Well, her dad founded, like, the Mexican soda. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think Raquel's barking up the wrong tree a little bit. It's not entirely fair. No, I agree. And I, I, that is, it's refreshing about Doris, too, that she just, like, shrugs it off and then she eats chicharrones anyway. Yes. As she should. Um... So then we go to Paulina's house, and she and her brother Oscar are the Madrazos. Yes. And they are... Struggled with them, too. They are neighbors, best friends, kind of everything but lovers. Yep. They they raise their children together. Yes. They both don't have spouses. Yep. Um, And they host a television show A morning show. Yeah. Um, Kind of like a Regis and... Who's Regis? I mean, not Regis. uh, Who's Kelly Ripa with now? I have no idea. Ryan Seacrest. Kind of like a Kelly and Ryan. Okay. Um, But it's called K Madrazo. Yeah. Um, And so Paulina is divorced, whereas Oscar was the first openly gay man in Mexico to have children via surrogate. Correct. 12 years ago? Probably 13 years ago now. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're funny, but then when you remember their brother and sister and like not, I don't know, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there, but I also thought I was going to be really annoyed by them, specifically Oscar. And again, by the end, like his dating journey is amazing. Like we get to see a lot of his dating on this show and it is hilarious and amazing. Yeah. So... What I liked about this scene is that Oscar and his kids and their mother were just traveling the world. (laughs) They get home and Paulina and her kids throw them a little welcome home party. They all have dinner together. And Paulina starts talking about how she got this emergency phone call from one of her housekeepers (laughs) while they were gone. Joker. Yeah. And Oscar's like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? And he's like, you can see he looks nervous and he's panicking. And Paulina keeps delaying the story. And then she's like, well, Kimbo died. And he's like, the parrot? 
<laughs> doesn't give a single shit. No. And Paulina's all torn up because her parrot died. But don't worry, because he's frozen in her freezer. Um, we also need to talk about when they were discussing their child journey. Um, as Paulina talks about how Oscar forced her to have children when he was having children and would say things like, you just need to fucking go stand on your head. Get this sperm <laughs> in there. Like, yeah. They have no boundaries. None. Yeah. And no. it's interesting because they're not super close in age. I mean, they're it's not like they're a year apart. I think they're actually like four or five years apart. Yeah. Because they showed that picture when they were young. And yeah. she was like a baby and he was past being a toddler. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she was divorced, but I'm assuming her ex-husband is the father of the children. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because the other thing I was thinking, I was like, if he was doing a surrogate, why didn't she just like <laughs> use a sperm donor and they could have had children without spouses? Well, quite frankly, I'm a little, oh no, I guess that would be totally like gross incest babies. But I was like, I'm surprised he didn't use her egg. But Me I'm too. like, no, then he'd have like deformed, <laughs> like wacky. I just, as it was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, that would not work. <laughs> I seriously, as we were watching it, I wondered if she was the donor. Oh my God. And little side fun fact, and you'll find this out probably when you do your margarita minutes, but um. His children, specifically, I think the boy, are giant YouTube celebrities. Not surprising. And were before the show. Okay. Interesting. Everybody's famous. Um, so then we go back to Fernando and Mari's, which... Oh, wait, first. Yeah. We're talking about Kimbo. Yeah. In true Bravo tradition, where is dead Kimbo? In the freezer, I said that. Oh, you did say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we all know that Bravo celebrities love to keep their dead pets in a freezer. Yeah. It's... I'm not here for that. So Fernando and Mari seems like it's going to be kind of like, you know, it's like the peach pit. It feels like where we're always going back to. <laughs> and that is consistent throughout yeah. the show. Um, so this is where we meet their other son, Alan, who is 30, and his wife, Jenny. Yep. Who was a former Miss World Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. She's Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, and they met at the Miss World pageant. And so this is where the Allende family gets a little interesting. And we find out that the two brothers had a band together called Allende. Allende. Real clever. And when he met Jenny, the parents kind of sponsored the band and managed the band. But when he met Jenny, they gave him an ultimatum and said, you can have this band or you can have Jenny. And he chose his wife. Yep. And then <laughs> Adon says in his confessional, we all know what happened with the Beatles. Yoko. <laughs> um but alan and jenny have been to married for seven years and they have two kids right two kids who they've been together for eight years yeah. i don't know when they got married but they have two kids a seven-year-old and a six-year-old right and we, we do see the kids later okay we didn't meet them this episode they're right now um they are still in miami i believe which yeah. is where they were living right that's what they said um so they come home to visit and they're hanging out with the parents and Adon. And they're deciding who's going to sleep where because apparently this massive penthouse only has two bedrooms. I think that it does. Like, I think because, well, and you'll see later that other rooms are allocated for stuff. Like, Fernando has an art studio. Okay. Which you're going to die over. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the servants I live in. Yeah. So there's servants' quarters. So... There probably are only two master bedrooms. Yeah. Um, so they're talking about who's going to sleep on the air mattress. The parents said that Jenny and Alan could sleep in their room. And they said, no, that's gross. You guys have sex in there. And then they want to put 
Adon on the air mattress, but he can't because he's trying out for The Voice. The Mexican version of The Voice. Yeah. La Voisa, I think, or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's a, I don't know the Spanish word for voice, even though he said it like five times. Um, so then they were saying, well, you guys could stay in Adon's room. And they're like, that's true. He never has sex. And then he announces to the whole family he hasn't had sex in a year. Yeah, which tracks. Yeah. Um, so then... Somehow he says that he's not going to stay in his parents' room either because he says, I only go in there for morning cuddles. Yep. And then he gets all heated and he talks about staying at a hotel, but he calms down. Well, he talks about them staying at a hotel. He's like, why don't you guys stay at a hotel? Okay. And then he is all heated, but he calms down when the housekeeper gives him another glass of milk. Um, actually, it was Jesus, the right. head of security. The head of security. That they were... suggested that. He also is a prominent figure in the show, and okay. it's amazing. Yeah, I liked his confessional when he said that <laughs> Don drinks five glasses of milk a day. And it calms him right down. That's disgusting. So gross. I... I almost wonder, though, if it's almond milk or something, because you saw the carton. They... Milk cartons look different. Oh. In different countries. Oh. Gross. It did look like an almond milk container here, but I'm guessing he drinks straight up milk. It's a lot of dairy. Ugh. Especially if you're a singer. Like, I think that'd make you phlegmy. Yeah. So it's funny, my youngest sister, she could drink a half gallon a day of skim milk. Oh, when I was a child. Like, probably no, no, no. up through She did it, like, through high college. school. I think she still does. I drank a fuck ton of milk. Can't. Like, a fuck ton. Can't. Um... So then we get a a couple brief scenes in a row. One is of Raquel and Doris, you know, enjoying this plaza near where they live. And again, fat shaming her for wanting to eat chicharrones. And Raquel's just going to have some mango. Yeah. That's all Raquel eats is mango. Pretty much. Mango makes you really gassy. Watch out, Raquel. (laughs) It's like a very gaseous food. Well, she, I mean, she just lost her husband. She's not trying to get any, so. There you go. Well, I don't know. The preview. That was iffy. Um, and then we get another scene at the penthouse where Adon is waking up on the air mattress and admitting that it's really not that bad. Yeah. (laughs) So I also had this thought because you see, um, Alan and Jenny waking up and he says he's going to make coffee, but that means rolling over and picking up the servant phone, right? And having them bring you coffee. I think it actually means rolling over, going to the kitchen. And just getting getting some. But I will, actually, you will see as this goes on that Alan is not Adon. Like, he yeah. does everything for himself. Yeah. Wait till you see where they're living. It's a very modest apartment. Like, he... Okay. I mean, he really... He he may have gone... I mean, I'm sure there was coffee in the kitchen that was already made, but I could see him pouring it himself. Yeah. All the other members of the family, yes, would have picked up the phone and been like, bring me my coffee. It would have showed up on a right. tray. No, no, no. He didn't drive me nuts at all. And the dynamic of the parents with the two boys, like, it was fascinating. And that's a constant theme throughout the show. Like, as much as I, 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 there's no one on the show I dislike. I like all of them. I get very frustrated with the way Mari and um, Fernando treat Alan and Jenny. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then we go to Paulina's and we have the funeral for Kimbo the parrot. Yes. Um, not much to say about it. Frozen bird. They bury it. They do a little dance. They sing a song while the maid stands there holding a bottle of wine on ice on a tray. <laughs> yes. But did you notice all the children had wine? Yeah. I mean, they were pouring it out, but still, I was like, those are middle school kids. Yeah. Well, 
They probably have a better drinking yeah. culture than. And we then do. they made poor Yoka like do the. They were like Yoka because I guess the the Kingston I guess said her name. Yeah. Or Kent said her name, and so they um <laughs> they make made her, her mimic the, the parrot. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, but they did say that their housekeepers, they both have two, Oscar and Paulina, are members of their family mm-hmm. and used to take care of them when they were kids and now take care of their kids. Yeah, because there's, I and I, I believe it's one is a housekeeper and the other is the nanny. Yeah. So yeah. they have each one of each. Yep. So then we start to see everybody getting ready for Doris's welcome home party. And I have a lot to say about this. Okay. So my favorite part of this whole little montage was Oscar's bathroom. Gorgeous. Two floor bathroom, you guys. I didn't, so. Floor to ceiling windows. Yeah. So my husband always says, how will you know when we've made it? (laughs) It's just this fun game we play. And for me, it is like, a bathroom is one room that I want like pure luxury. Like, I want the toilet to have its own room. I want two sinks. Like, I don't want my husband's stuff near my sink. I want a bathtub so deep it looks like a hot tub. I want the bathroom of my dreams. That's how I will know. Yeah, I, um, the closest I've come is my parent, my father and stepmother's, um, bathroom at their house is pretty bomb ass. Yeah. Because it has, it's a separate room for the toilet. Yep. It's a separate room for the shower. Yep. Um, double sinks and then jacuzzi size yes. two person bathtub yes. with skylight and like this big like circular window but the step up into it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's and the, the door. The doors to the bathroom are double doors. That yes. Open. Like it's a pretty. They have a pretty kick ass. So the first time I went to Las Vegas, we stayed at the Palazzo, and it was probably one of the nicest rooms I'd ever stayed in at the time. And our bathroom was a dream. It was a pristine marble dream. Steam shower, huge tub, two sinks that were across the room, mind you. Mm-hmm. And then I had this gorgeous light up vanity with a velvet ottoman. I spent so much time in the bathroom. My husband thought I was sick. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm wearing a robe and examining my pores. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. Oscar's bathroom is the shit. Like the, to go down that stairs into the sunken tub on the second floor. I mean, it was gorgeous. And it had a glass seal, like a glass roof yeah, over the tub. I gorgeous. I, like I was into it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause the rest of their houses, I'm not that into, but I was into that bathroom. Um, and then we get some confessionals of other people talking about Paulina and Oscar. And how they're like Jamie and Cersei from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Which they 100% are. Yes. Um, but what I thought was funny is also in this, we get Doris and Raquel getting ready. And Raquel is critiquing Doris's outfit and like saying, you should do this, you should do this. And Doris talks about how, you know, how people go to her mom for fashion advice and her moms can be very critical. But then they go to the confessional when they're saying this, and Raquel is wearing ball fringe. Yeah, I know. Ball fringe! Like, Shh. that's where she... And also, I forgot to mention that this show must be sponsored by the Countess Louanne, because the everyone is wearing statement necklaces. Ugh. The men, the women, so many statement necklaces. So that's what I was going to say when we first met Raquel, is that she's beautiful, and I get the fashion police thing, because she is put together, but... The giant, like, jewelry and the matching earrings. I'm like, actually, I don't know how I feel about that. And even Alon wears, like, a massive Luann turquoise necklace. That's what I mean. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone's wearing giant statement necklaces. Yep. Um, And then everyone talks about how they thought Fernando was gay. Yeah. And how (laughs) they, it's just Oh, but real quick, before we get to that, the one thing that I thought was hysterical, and I think you may have missed it because you were doing notes, when they were in the bathroom and, um, uh, um... When Pauline and Oscar were in the bathroom and they were talking about like how they like to make a statement and make an entrance. 
there they were it showed a previous party where they walk in with their mother all of them in eyes wide shut outfits yeah with the little masks and everything i was like oh my god well they show up at this party uh oscar's wearing like a floral neckerchief made of real flowers what they were are and they were test they were trying them on in the bathroom they were both headpieces and right. she wore hers as a headpiece he wore his around his neck they yeah. were headbands yeah um, but with your mom? I mean, it's bad enough that you're already, like, incestuous with your sister, and then <laughs> yeah. you bring your mom along Le- for the ride? Leave your mom out of it. <laughs> um, and Oscar also has a crush on Alan that filled my heart with joy. Yeah. Because when he found out that Alan and his wife were singing together, Oscar says, he's too pretty for a duet. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of is. Yeah. I mean, Jenny's- But I think Jenny is gorgeous. She is. They both are. But, like, I just thought it was really sweet. Um, so then everyone talks about how they thought Fernando was gay when they were growing up. And Oscar admits that Fernando was in his jerk-off list as a child. Yeah. And then his sister says that jerk-off list, don't you mean jerk-off book? Yeah. And we should say that by now we're all at Claudia's house. Who was Claudia? Just a friend of Doris's. Was she the woman in the more traditional Mexican dress? I think so. She's the one that she talks a couple times. Yeah. says like everybody. So she's the one throwing the welcome home party for Doris. Right. So... And then when they ask Alan what they thought of the rumors of his dad being gay or the fact that, like, the whole country thought his dad was gay. And he said, I've been hearing that since I was a kid. And in the 70s, most people were bi. That's what I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there's more confessional about that when they say, like, well, you know, it's still kind of true. Mari wears those pants. Because she does. She does. And they have a long conversation about the fact that they feel like they're traditional male-female roles and the rest of them are reversed. That yeah. Mari is more of the man and that Fer- uh, Fernando is more of the woman. Right. Um, so then Raquel and Doris arrive at this party and Mari offers her condolences for the loss of Raquel's husband three weeks late. But see, here's what I'm wondering about that. Like, number one, it's very possible the funeral didn't happen yet because he was such a big, important person. So yeah. maybe they didn't have it. Because why would, like, Raquel's acting like she hasn't seen Doris in forever. Like, if the dad died three weeks ago and there was a funeral, like, she, wouldn't she have already been home? I know. The other thing is that, not to let too much away, but I believe that also the Allende's, all of them, don't spend all their time in Mexico City. Right. So it's very possible that they weren't in Mexico when he passed right. and only came back to film the show. It's also possible he didn't even pass away in Mexico. Like, I don't know. Oh, well, they were moving medical equipment and stuff around the room that she was going to stay in. But so. he was sick for a long time. Who knows? Yeah. But I but I think part of that is, to, I mean, I, I do not doubt that they are long-term good friends because we've seen a million pictures of them throughout the years. So yeah. I don't doubt that. Yeah. Um, and then Adon goes and gets his guitar. Or someone gets it for no, him. No, Claudia gets it for him. Yeah. And he and his dad are going to sing a song they wrote together and then Alan talks about how he was always the rebel and Adon was always the mama's boy. And so Adon and Fernando sing a song. And what was it called? Dance With You or something? Something like that. Yeah. And uh, I Don't Want to Dance With You? I think it was like, I don't want to dance with you. I don't know. It was weird. Let's just call it, I want to dance with somebody. Sure. That works. Um, <laughs> and so they perform. And so I know what Jenny says, but what did Alan say before that? Oh, Alan was like, they're really killing it. And Jenny was like, yeah, everyone's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. I love Jenny's disdain for Because Jenny truly loves Alan and truly has Alan's back no matter what. 
And I love the fact that she, like, Alan won't say these things about his family or the, or do the eye rolls and stuff, but Jenny will. Yeah. And I love it. She's like the Greek chorus and it's amazing. Yeah. So I like this dynamic too because one of my very good friends has that exact same dynamic with her brother-in-law and it's to die. I love it. Um, And the other thing that we, that happened a little bit before that that I loved was when Mari was talking to Doris, or talking to Raquel and Doris, and was talking about, like, they were talking about when they got married, and she said she married Fernando in 87, when she was 32, and basically implied that she was, like, a party queen and had so much dick up into that point, (laughs) and poor Raquel, like, married at 16 and does not know what she's missing. No. Yeah. (laughs) Mari seems like she's gonna be a good time. Uh, she has a good time. She's also a little frustrating. Um. She did talk about how much she loves to party several times. She does. I guess that's why they wake up at two o'clock. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're out drinking, doing whatever, going to parties like every night. And that's why they like roll out of bed at like two in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Because Adon wasn't joking when he said earlier in the episode, like, I love living with my parents. My friends come over all the time. It's like living in a frat house. We like party, party, party. And I think that's the case. I think they're <laughs> like, once again, kind of like Andrea from Pretty Wild, we've got another like... Mean yeah. Girls mom, who's like, I'm the cool mom and dad. But, like, they, they mm. love to party with their young kids' friends. Yep. Um, and then the episode sort of ends with Raquel offering a toast to all of her friends for, you know, being there for her after the loss of her husband. And that life is worth living and, you know, cheers. Yeah. And then we get scenes from the season. We get scenes from the season, which, like, I'm not, I didn't bother going over because it's the whole season. But yeah. um, it's good, guys. There's a lot that happens. A lot goes on. It's very funny. I, to me, I find it one of the funnier Bravo reality shows. It is. And I actually, it makes me long for the days when I feel like Housewives was sort of, like, quippy and funny. Exactly. Like, I always think back to season one of Beverly Hills with, like, Lisa and Cedric and, like, going to take their driving test yeah. and, like... That funny stuff, and this has that vibe about it. Yeah, that's what this is. It is wacky. I like it. Um, and the other thing that I like about it, too, is kind of like Vanderpump. They all actually previously knew each other, were in each other's lives, and were friends. So it's not manufactured people being thrown together. Right. Like Shaw's of Sunset has that, too. Ex- yes, just like Shaw's. Exactly like Shaw's. Yep. Um, now, we should say, too, that we are going to try to come to you guys every two weeks still, but the next two months, both of us have some stuff going on. I have to be out of town to take care of things. Meredith's going on a little vacation, so we're going to do our best. Yeah. We might just miss an episode. Or... Here or there, but yeah. we're going to, yeah, but we're going to do our best. We've been pretty good. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>